All right, folks, um, we've managed to deliver. We managed to get Batman on the show. Uh, so, Mr. I guess Batman. Batman's what? fine. Okay. <laughs> what did you think of Shark Tale? Uh, I think Alfred uh, showed me that when I was a little boy. It was right after my parents' death, you know. It was really hard time for me, and, you know, Shark Tale, <clears throat> gosh, it really helped me get through some hard times. I gotta say, I was a big fan. So, I, I, when you guys said that you were gonna be talking about Shark Tale, I was really excited so I could talk about my love for Shark Tale, which is... Okay, well, I'm gonna stop you right there. We're talking about why it's a bad movie. Pardon me? We are not fans of Shark Tale. Um... Alfred, I need an extraction now. Yeah, where's my... Oh, sec, let me get back. Okay. I have my smoke belts in my, uh, uh, bat belt. One second. No, Try no, to find it's them. fine. This is an audio medium. You can just leave. I might have... Okay, I think I'm with my smoke belts in the Batmobile. I'll just, um... <clears throat> Shut up. Yes. All right, see it. Gavin, bring in the tap. Yep. Uh, it was up. Uh, is Batman here? I didn't... No, he left. Oh, okay. Anyway, keep that in. Hey, folks, this is technically our second episode, so it's okay for me to say this now. Now that you've listened to our intro music that takes itself too seriously, welcome back to the show, everyone. This is Director's Advocate, a completely original and in no way quote unquote late to the party podcast where we watch a couple of, you know, niche, smaller movies, stuff like Spider-Man 3, and try to determine the actual quality of the movie in the only way movie buffs know how, by arguing about it. So, for this week, we have the exact same guest lineup because our guest that we were going to have decided that he didn't want didn't to be here because we tend to crap on the movies that we watch. So instead, we brought in Connor again. Uh, say hello, Connor. Hey, folks, it's me again. This week, though, like you just heard, we're watching, well, not watching, but we already watched Shark Tale, the, what is it, 2004? Yeah, 2004 animated fish movie that wasn't good. Was did Finding Nemo come out? Oh, when, when did Finding Nemo come out? 2004, I think. Or 2004, 2003, 2005. It was one of those, it was 2003, one of those actually. 2003, like I said. So, <laughs> Shark Tale right. came out after, but still looks worse. That makes sense. Anyway. This movie has 6 out of 10 stars on IMDb, higher than any of us will be giving. So let me just read you the description real quick. When the son of a gangster shark boss is accidentally killed while on the hunt, his would-be prey and his vegetarian brother, by the way, not his would-be prey's brother, but the actual dead shark's brother, decide to use the incident to their own advantage. Basically what IMDb is saying is that we have a fish and we have a shark, and they decide to use this other shark dying for their own personal gain. Because they're terrible people, I guess. Now you get why Rotten Tomatoes rated it at a 36%. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Uh, real quick, though, um, the basic structure of this is that Gavin and I will be talking about why this is a bad movie, and Connor gets the lucky, lucky task of defending Shark Tale. Yeah, I'm going to talk about what's good about it, and then I'm going to go on about some of the things that I don't like about it and that I would suggest changing about it. Yeah. this We we don't watch fresh new movies here. We only watch ones that everybody knows are bad already. So, yeah, we're going to be... We're mostly just going to be talking about why it's bad. Um, <clears throat> so, now that we know everyone's stances, let's just go over some the basic rules about how this is going to work. The person playing, quote-unquote, director's advocate... Today, this week, Connor, or this month, I don't know what the release schedule is going to be for this, but that's not important. We'll make one point. The person w playing director's advocate will make one point with a three-minute time limit, except we got rid of the time limit, so just make a point about why the movie's good, and whoever dislikes the movie is going to have a couple of minutes to rebut. Then, uh, another person who doesn't like the movie will again make a point and people who disagree with them can rebut, and this is just going to go around until everybody has made a few points, or until we feel like we have nothing else to say. So the basic order is going to be Connor, Gavin, me, Connor, Gavin, me. 
if we stay true, more true to fashion in this episode than we did last one. I don't think that's gonna happen, Sam. This movie sucks. You know what? Wishful thinking. Fair enough. Still better than Suicide Squad, though. Yeah, I'll give it that. I will say though, Will Smith did better in Suicide Squad than in this movie. Oh, so that's for sure. let's get started, Connor. What's your first point about this oh, movie? Jesus, Shark Tale. It was made in 2004. You know, for a movie about fishes, the water animation was not very good. But what I did like about it, I guess I should probably talk about what I liked if I'm defending this movie. Well, Will Smith, as Oscar, I mean, the voice acting job he did was really good. I don't like the way the directors portrayed his character at all. If you're going to portray character as egotistical, you really, really got to lean into that. You can't have everybody like him. Because most people don't like egotistical maniacs, but... I do like his ego build at the end. I mean, he really starts to learn from all of his mistakes and, like, what I'm doing wrong. So that was nice. That's about all that was nice with that character. It's about all we had for him. All we really knew about him from his backstory was that his father died and did what he used to, or his father did what he now does. But yeah, that's all we really got to know about Oscar. And then, of course, we got Robert De Niro, who played Don Lino, which is, like, the, the best character in the entire movie. He's that that is the one character that I could tolerate the entire time. Every time he'd come on, I'm like, here we go, we got a mafia boss. He'd showed up every time. Every time he talked, I was like, you know what? This just gives me Godfather vibes. Like he just looks like he's about to freaking shoot up some school of fish. He's ready to go. His voice acting was great. Absolutely terrific. Like I said, the mafia vibes he was giving off. Everything he said, every sentence was just god tier on the quality. I couldn't have done better myself. Of course, we have Renee Zellweger, which I had absolutely no idea who she was before this movie. But, you know, she played Angie, you know, that little pink fish that Oscar really didn't care about at all. The one that was infatuated with him for absolutely no reason. God knows why. They didn't give us any background on how she fell in love with him or why she fell in love with him. Personally, I don't understand why you'd fall in love with that awful character Oscar. But... She did. That's about all we know about her. We didn't have a lot of character build. All we really had was, she's pink, she loves Oscar. That's about it. Well, and she also likes Krispy Kreme. Don't oh, she that. likes Krispy Kreme, too. Wow, that's in a very important, important detail yeah, to her backstory. Yeah, it's essential. Best part of that movie was the Krispy Kreme plug, if you, if you live in Utah. Oh, yeah, this is good. that is a good point. And then, of course, we got just, you know, a little little actor, Angelina Jolie, which, personally, I don't like her in any movie she's ever been in. I just see her, and I'm like, really? Why? Why? But you know, that's just my personal opinion. She played Lola, you know, that, that fish that was supposed to be hot, but in reality was just really terrifying. <laughs> like, the, the opening scene for her was just, like, they tried to over-sexualize it, but it, it, they failed miserably. If anything, it turned me off. <laughs> it was really weird. <laughs> that's all I could really say about that scene, is it was just really weird. Alright. Well, now that Connor's done hey, doing what done he yet. usually does, which is support movies he's supposed to not like and, and not in support movies he's supposed to he's supposed to like for the I for the I episode. still got more points. Okay, fine. Even okay. though you're supposed to save some of your points for the next time you talk. Well, I, I got I got more points. Okay, I'm just right. covering the actors. The floor is yours. yours. The floor is yours. Jack Black. He played Lenny. You know, the the fact that the vegetarian shark was a vegetarian makes no sense. You're a shark. Y you like blood. There there's no way for a shark to not eat meat and survive. What, he's gonna eat seaweed and live? That is like a 400-pound beast. You don't live off of eating just freaking seagrass. That's not the way that works. I also wish we would've gotten a little bit more growth of character. It felt like he was always the same character throughout every entire scene. Like, even like a little change would've been nice. I mean, the only change we really had was like, hey, now I'm now I'm a better character. Like now I'm like independent. I'm stepping away from my father. But I mean, as an as an all, I really like Jack Black's voice acting, so I can't really complain about that character. He's always good. Yeah, Jack Black never really does a bad job. He's just a hilarious guy. Then of course we got Mar M Martin Scorsese. I don't know. Martin Scorsese. Yeah, a little uh, known figure you might not be familiar with. He's kind of. Not too prominent in the film industry. Yeah, Shoot, I don't know nothing rise, about rises. films, but whatever. Not exactly a big deal. Yeah. Eh. You, you, silence. I know you're making fun of me. I can tell from the comments. <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, he played Sykes. I really like this character. Like, as a whole, it was just a hilarious character. The fact that he was like, uh, shoot, what's that fish called? 
Pufferfish? Pufferfish, yeah. Pufferfish. How do you not know what a pufferfish is? He puffs up in the movie more okay. than once in the name. Because I'm dumb, okay? Anyway, Sykes, Pufferfish, great. The ironicy of the fact that every time he'd get upset, he'd blow up was just perfect. Did you just say ironicy? The ironic. I did. <clears throat> I did, okay? Leave my awful language skills alone. Let's just it was ironicy. It was great. I loved him as a character. The directors, Vicky Jensen, Bebo Bergeran, which was such a great name. I can't say anything about that name, though. And Rob Letterman. Like, what are those names? Like, not to diss on the directors, but, like, those names. I read the list of directors, and I was like, them some good names. And that's about all I have to say in defense of Shark Tale right now. So, real quick, Rob Letterman. Known for Monsters vs. Aliens. Oh, God, Decent-ish movie, movie no, if you're a child. I recognize that child, name. Sure. If you're a child, it was okay. Pokemon Detective Pikachu. Oh Jesus! Oh. No. Well, that explains a lot. Well, hey, that you know that movie and Shark Tale. Those oh. are the three movies he's known best for. So, so he he sucks ass at directing. Oh wait, hold on, hold on. I speak. I I was wrong. He also directed Goosebumps. <laughs> why did they? Why did? Why does anyone let any? Why does anyone let this man work on anything? What? I will say though, I actually kind of liked Detective Pikachu. Oh, Detective yeah, Pikachu. Yeah, I'm it not going to stand idly by while anybody disses Detective Pikachu. It was, it was a it was solid a, movie. I, I, I didn't like it. It was an okay movie. I defend Detective Pikachu. Gotta say, though, uh, can we just, like, fire Rob Letterman from Hollywood forever? Yeah. He, he is not, he is not good movies. at making movies. Detective he's, Pikachu he's just not good at making movies. So, Rob Letterman, uh, this is our official way of saying you're fired. Uh, goodbye, everyone. I'm Bye, Hollywood. Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh... I can't necessarily say too much to rebut just because that was a strangely unbiased point for a mo for you know like a really half-assed debate. So you know what, Gavin, you can make a point. All right. Well, first off, I want to bring something up that I've kind of been I've kind of had this on my mind for a while, and I kind of wanted to bring shed some light on this uh, this issue. So there's a scene near the beginning, near, you know, the, uh, every little thing is gonna be alright song, which, honestly, I can't stand, but that's just me. Oh, gotta love racism. Gotta love racism. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was pretty great. Thanks, thanks Will Smith's uh, And it cuts writer. to the, yeah, and anyways, it cuts to this guy running this sushi restaurant, and the whole joke here is that nobody goes to this sushi restaurant because they're all fish, and that it's literally just fish. Animalism. So, what I was wondering the entire time was, how has this man not been sentenced to the death chair? He murdered so many fish and literally just puts their bodies up for sale, just, in, just out in the open, and nobody seems to care. Well, that's the thing about this movie, is they have a lot of stuff in here which is very much not supposed to be for kids. And they try to make it for kids, but they fail. It can't decide whether it's trying to be for kids or trying to put subtle adult jokes, I guess, if you could call it that. Like, it doesn't... It's not subtle. It's definitely... And it's totally inconsistent. And also, just... A lot of what it does is it has these quick puns. It has a lot of fish puns, you just know... I'm a big fan of dad jokes and stuff like that, so I can get behind a fish pun here and there. But when the fish pun is at the expense of, like, the plot and having and the world building, the world building in here just, it makes zero sense. Like, ugh, you just have these cannibalist, this whole cannibalism thing that brings up so many issues just for this quick one-off joke like i'm not i know i'm nitpicking this kids movie meant for kids but it's that really just broke that really broke the immersion and that we're we not even like 10 minutes in well to be fair gavin i mean fish do eat fish if you've ever gone fishing like they they eat each other it's something. You could pull their guts out and put it on your fishing pole and catch another fish with said fish guts. It's it's pretty cool, I gotta say. I personally like the sushi scene. I mean, I felt like it was super ironic in a kind of terrible way, but, like, 
at the same time, I've always been a fan of dark humor, and that was like, that was dark. That was very dark. I'll, I'll give you that. I see your point there. Yeah, but anyways, kind of moving forward from the whole fish the the whole fish scene. Um, I'll just I'll I'll give some compliments where compliments are due to this movie. The voice acting, the cast, it was it was top notch. Like they really got some big big names. Big names. Like got... uh, yeah, big. Big names is an understatement. Oh, geez, yeah. Just gonna read off the list here. We got Will Smith, Robert De Niro, uh, Angelina Jolie, <laughs> Jack Black, Martin Scorsese. As, and just adding on to that, the pufferfish, the Martin Scorsese pufferfish. Like, if I'm being, if I'm not mistaken, that's the only time he's ever voice acted in any movie, and it was to just be this side character, pufferfish. But honestly, I'm not complaining. Wait a Martin Scorsese is the voice actor? He's yeah. the voice actor for Sykes the yes. Pufferfish. The Pufferfish? Puffer <laughs> I did not catch that. Okay, sorry. And his whole deal is that he gets angry and he gets big when he gets mad. It's because a damn he's a good character, fish. though. I mean, and you that's can't, kind of the joke. You can't diss on Sykes. I'm he's not complaining about sure that. Don't, no. You've just given me a great transition into a point no. that I want to make. He's oh, such no, a great he's character. on Sykes. <laughs> here's the problem. With, here's the big Sam. problem with Sykes. Now, up until, up until the end of the movie, he's a pretty solid character. He works just fine. But here's my issue. One, after he finds out that his main source of revenue was lying the whole time and that he almost got him killed, why... Would Sykes ever want Will Smith, Oscar, to freaking be his partner in business when really he didn't have to do that? There was no reason to make him do that. And two, what's up with the pimp hat? I can't get I can't get behind the pimp hat. It doesn't make any sense. Martin Scorsese, the pimp pufferfish. <laughs> See, it just it's like Martin Scorsese, the pufferfish who manages a car. A, a, car wash let's say i don't i refuse to call it a whale wash that's stupid that i can get behind martin scorsese the pit daddy puffer fish daddy. who works with a fish who has get rich quick schemes and who lied his way to fame and fortune who basically would have been arrested in reality for probably at some point committing perjury there would have been hearings in our society anyway and who freaking gives the, this entire reef a false sense of security when they could have easily been entirely decimated by the mafia sharks at any point chooses to go into business with this fish it doesn't make sense for even a second I also just want to talk about how Will Smith and Oscar like Oscar is just the worst character ever Will He's Smith, so I personally don't think, did a very good job with voice acting in this movie. Uh, yeah. Uh, that's just my take. I don't think... This was before he got good. Like, it was did after he actually he was ever good. It was, good? It was, it was after he was good. It was after Bel Air. You know, and then it was before when Will Smith actually got good again. Um, and I just don't think it works. Like, there's just so much wrong with Oscar on so many levels. Like you said, he's a completely self-absorbed narcissist. The only redeeming quality he has is that he likes his dad, and his dad is not alive anymore because he got old, I guess. He's self—he's just—he doesn't want to work, but he still wants to get rich. He's willing to bet his protection money to keep himself from getting tortured by jellyfish and eaten by a shark. He bets all of it because he hears a race is fixed. So he is breaking the law and gambling— in order to try to make himself a millionaire, which is just stupid on so many levels. And he's racist. There's two jellyfish in this movie. Uh, I don't remember their names. It does, they don't matter anyway. They're, they're Jamaican, and Will Smith, the first time he sees them and talks to them in this movie, he basically makes fun of their accents. He's racist towards them. And then immediately after that, he does makes a very confusing statement to Sykes when he tries to do like a handshake thing. He's like, it's fine, it's fine. Most white fish can't do it. Sykes, yeah, he's kind of white tan. That makes sense. But Oscar is a yellow fish. He's yellow. Not black, yellow. What it doesn't work. Here? 
Yeah, what are they implying there? Like, Honestly, there is not a race thing in this movie. There's a species thing, yes, but there is not a race thing. Like, there's a pink fish, there's a yellow fish, there's a white fish, there's a bunch of gray sharks. Dolphins are light blue. There, it's fish are all sorts of different colors in this. It doesn't make any sense. Unless you cut them open, then they all got white meat. I suppose. I mean, yeah. <laughs> back like, to the Suzy scene. Oscar, that means that Oscar does too, so that yeah. also doesn't make sense. Which apparently, you know, you can cut a fish open and not be, I guess, help be liable for that. Yeah. According yeah. to that one one-off joke that they put in there, oh. that basically means that murder is okay. It's yeah. basically oh. the purge every single day in this fish society. That That's is in another no way point. Consistent. You brought me to my next point that I really want to make real quick. The jokes in this movie are just abysmal on so many levels. They don't make sense. A lot of them are A, unfunny, or and B, either super meant for kids or super meant for adults. Like, this movie is somehow super dark, if you really think about it. There is, like... Like, they, the, one of the main antagonists is literally described by a song in the movie as being a gold digger. Yeah. Which, like, kids should not know what gold diggers are. Yeah. Yeah. That was something and else. it's in the soundtrack of the movie. And then they seriously go into murder and how, you know, that one older shark was talking about how he hoped whoever killed the mafia's son, the mafia, Don Lino's son, the mafia boss's son, he hopes they burn in hell. Again, this is a kid's movie. And, like, they go into so much mafia stuff and, like, torture. It's such a dark movie. And then they have fart jokes. There's no middle ground. There, there really, there really isn't. isn't. It, there's no room for subtlety in this movie at all. And it just doesn't really make sense. Yeah, all the humor is very on the nose. Which, like, I guess, works for some people. But, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm you know, comedy is subjective and everything. Yeah, but, but I didn't need... I, this movie, the best reaction it got out of me was half of a chuckle. At the beginning of the movie, when they talk about how Jaws is basically the shark's theme, yeah, that got half of a chuckle. That 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 was the same thing with me. Like they opened with that, and I was like, huh, maybe this isn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be. <laughs> no, nope. that, later that's on false. The, that's later false on in the movie, oh, yeah. I was I was wrong. Yeah, it's <laughs> basically the movie equivalent of like a racer getting a false start and then tripping and then getting back up and losing the race. <laughs> like. I mean, just... <sighs> if you've watched the movie, you might yeah. get that reference. <laughs> Hoping We hope you haven't watched the movie. Yeah, please don't yeah. watch the movie. If, you, if you're thinking about watching the movie don't. and having a good laugh, um, go watch you won't even get that, honestly. any other animated movie from the early 2000s. It will be Go watch Finding Nemo, okay? Like, yes, go watch the good early 2000s fish like, movie. It, it was made a year before, yeah. the water animation was freaking better somehow. Oh, like, how did that work? That's another thing. The animation, this movie is ugly. It's ugly and it's bad looking. It's hideous. It's like, I get the that color that's palette is just revolting. I, I, I understand <laughs> I am being incredibly redundant when I say that it is both ugly and bad looking, but somehow it pulls both off in different ways. Like, Oscar, the main character, they use Will Smith's likeness. Yeah. It's terrifying. It's scary. And then it's at the same, at the exact uh. same time, they like, they can't render liquids. It, it looks like chunky goop all the time. It's like if they put a filter on air and they just like, oh, a little bit of light blue here, a little bit of dark blue here, like, here's some water. Honestly, that would have been better than the crap that we got. It just makes me upset on so many different levels. All right, yeah, and if I could kind of talk, go, go kind it. of bigger picture in this whole thing, let's talk about the state of DreamWorks in like 2004. You know, this was still kind of early on. Oh, DreamWorks. This was a DreamWorks movie. Yeah. This wasn't like, yeah. Let's talk about that for a second. This was a DreamWorks to, to give you guys movie. some history on DreamWorks. I'm... They were responsible for some bangers. Some. Uh, yeah, for lack of better words. Little, let me give you a little list of movies that they made. Um, I yeah, just before, off the top of but my before head. you before <laughs> you do that, let me just say some masterpieces. Um, they were really big in two D animation, and once Pixar kind of released Toy Story, they were like, "Oh, let's do that." And so I got you. So DreamWorks movies that have come out from you know just the present to the early times. How to Train Your Dragon. Great movie. Oh, wonderful movie. Kung Fu Panda. Oh, masterpiece. That, so yeah, good. If you're into memes, 
Shrek. All the Shrek movies. Yes. Shrek 2, though, is yes. the magnum. The DreamWorks magnum opus is you Shrek 2. The Road to El Dorado. I actually I haven't know. seen that one, but I want to. It's it, it, There's so many memes on it, and it makes me want to yeah. watch it, but at the same time, it just seems so bad yeah. that I can't. Megamind. Megamind is a banger right the there. The Prince of Egypt. Oh. What? That, movie it was, that was good for the first half. It was half. biblical. It was 1998. That was good for the first half. I have my really i have yeah. very many gripes with the so. third act of prince of egypt but still i mean you gotta admit that that song the first where act, summoning the plague, that song is a bop it, it, it's a, it's a good a bop, song man. but like the rest of the movie kind of just went downhill so and downhill honestly, and downhill yeah and then, yeah but then like they make all these movies and shark tale yeah and they're shark tale because here's the thing about dreamworks dreamworks is either very very good or very, 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 very bad. And the Madagascar trilogy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Madagascar is something else. <laughs> Madagascar 2, it's, uh, it's, it's just in the middle. It's like the perfect... I hate it, I love it, I hate it, I love it. What am I doing with my life? Honestly, yeah. that's just DreamWorks. Yeah. DreamWorks <laughs> they make really some... good movies or they make really crap movies. They have an interesting track record with movies. especially. Yeah. And, you know, after they made Shrek, I feel like they just kind of got cocky or whatever they didn't they didn't know why they were successful shrek they didn't know why shrek was so successful and they thought it was because ooh, making funny raunchy joke in 3d animated movie make money and let let do that and, and then shark tail came along and then and shark tail was a gold digger some summoned <laughs> and we all know how that turned out that entire scene as a whole like i said before so overly sexualized sexualized but it was such a bad scene like I hated it. It's a kid's movie, and they make a song about gold diggers. Exactly. Like, it's, it's a yeah. kid's movie, and then they made, like, a super sexualized character, and then they made it, like, a gold digger, and then, like, the entire time, she's doing all this stuff. And then, do you not remember the, the part in the penthouse where they talked about... Because I do. I, oh, my... I remember that. I, I, oh, my God. My face when I heard that, I had my dog in my lap, and I almost dropped him. Because I was like, wait, what it, What was that? Rewind, rewind, rewind. Exactly. I was like, you you just brought up the big no-no of under 13 movies. Like, yeah, but you can't yeah. just do that. <laughs> Someone probably got fired for that. I gotta I say, it was so. kind I of Rob Letterman got fired for that. Rob Letterman, yeah, we, we... I think, I believe the quote, and this is just paraphrasing, she's like, come on, honey. And he's like, I'm not in the mood to... And I was like, what? <laughs> oh my god. It was so bad. Yeah, it's... This move, this entire movie is a struggle. Like, pick a lane. You either gotta go kids or you gotta go adult. You can't be like, oh, it's a kids movie and then talk about... And you're not appealing to all audiences because... You're if, appealing to none of them. Parents like, are angry, kids are confused. It's a mess. A lot of the times, what the deals you ha the deal you have is you have... A movie kind of targeted towards younger demographic, yet it has little things sprinkled in there for adults to enjoy. This movie is like half and half. It's like kitty garbage, and then it's just <laughs> my guy. Like you, there's no middle ground. Really and isn't. it's so unsubtle in the way they approach it. I mean, at least with Disney movies, it's, like, mostly kid. And then they'll make, like, a random joke where you're just like, oh, I get it. But, like, if you're a kid, you're not going to get it. If you're a kid and you grew up in the hood like I did, chances are you probably would have picked up on one of those jokes. Like, I'm pretty sure six-year-old me would have gotten that. That makes me upset for a few reasons. Yeah, well, my childhood wasn't perfect, Sam. Can't judge. Anyway, yeah. Fair enough. Um, now that we've now that we've been talking about how bad Shark Tale is for a while, Connor, care to care to grace us with your second reason why Shark Tale is a Shark good Tale. movie? Okay, okay. Why is it a good movie, Connor? I, I can't say it's a good movie. I'll say it's an okay movie, though. Okay. All right. I, I can really? give it that. I, I, at a most, and even that's like very debatable. And that's on a day when I'm like so positive, like nothing has gone wrong ever type of day. You know, you know those days. Anyway, the only things I liked about this movie could be summed up in three words. Some of the scenes. Oh, wait, that's four words. Well, good thing I'm still in high school taking math class. <laughs> if you want to tell us why Connor's words are just a travesty, please feel free to just write a review. Trust me, I know I speak garbling garbage, but 
You gotta keep with me, folks. Okay. The things I liked about it, like I said before, the sushi sheen slapped. It was so ironic. Mm, can't agree with that one. And the pawn <laughs> shop scene. Doing the pawn shop scene right before that. I don't know why I liked that scene, pawn but it shop. came on, and there was that crawfish with like the pearl, and I was just like, you know what? I kind of like that. So I wrote it down because you know what? It was such. I for some reason I really liked that scene. It just built some world for me. I was like, ah, he's ripping the clam off. <laughs> Funny, but not really. The next scene I really like, the shrimp scene. Do you know you know how like they're in the, the like when they're at the club bar thing? Place? Say hello to my little friends! Yeah. Oh, that, chewing. That scene, and then the scene Don't ever the, do that again. Like both of the, the both of the scenes with that shrimp for me were just like it was funny, but at the same time it was not funny because it was like messed up. Don't you but love the when the shrimp time? starts talking about how he's raising a movie. stump? Exactly. Like, it's messed like, up. I'm raising a disabled stump. Like you, you really just brought that up. Like, you can't kill me. I'm raising a stump. <laughs> like, really? Yeah, and then he makes uh, a Scarface reference, and which yeah, that was kind of makes sense for this movie, but also doesn't, just like everything else. The, and then, the, well, like, the ending. I, I somewhat liked, like, the ending ending before. It's like, oh, music, dancing, whale wash. Then I, I was like, that scene. screw it. Yeah, me too. Me too. It came on, and I was like, oh, hell no. Nah. And then I turned off my Xbox. Uh, my, my controller <laughs> died right before that, so I just popped it. It committed suicide. Out. It couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> I was like, none of that. And then I turned it off. And then I went upstairs, and I ate dinner, and then I came back downstairs and instantly burned that movie. Good In choice. your dreams, there's no way that you were allowed to. <laughs> your younger siblings would have committed treason. <laughs> My one younger sibling that's four would have been like, No, not Shark Tale! If I would have Anything but Shark Tale! Maybe not Shark Your little sad. brother probably would have smothered you with a pillow or something. Probably. While I slept, he would have been like, Ah, time to get going. Time I mean, to get revenge for yeah. Shark Tale. <laughs> oh. Yeah. The sad uh, thing is I could see him doing that. Wow. Uh, okay, let's not get into that's a dark into turn right there. Story. <laughs> Zero to one hundred, real quick. Yep. Uh, but yeah, that's about all I could say about like the movie. Like anything good about the movie? Like there was like four scenes that I was like, "Hey, that's actually kind of good." The rest of it, I was just like, "That's just really weird." Honestly, I gotta say there are a few things about this that we're just completely forgetting about, which I think is okay, because this is not supposed to be a review, but let's just talk for a second about how we have not even mentioned the brother who dies. Oh my god, that was on one of my lists, I was gonna get to that. It was on my bad side, though. This kid, this child of a shark is the main plot device for the entire movie, and we haven't even mentioned him yet, kind of. It's because he's not important to the story. They don't build him at all. He's they, a plot device. They literally it. give him like four scenes where he's like important to the story. Where he's alive. You can't see, but I'm making very large quotation marks with my fingers right now. Translation, where he's alive. Yeah. Or his funeral. Alive. By I mean, the way, they oh. have a funeral in this movie for kids. It's a very they show, death in they a, in show the corpses. Movie wrapped up body being thrown off of a boat with blood on it mind you this movie definitely reminds me of if you if you I, if i have any musical uh fans out there dear evan hansen oh in, my god yes where it kind of in the same aspect where it's basically about someone exploiting a sibling's death in That's order exactly in order to Fuel their stuff. own, I guess, agenda. Except, except in Dear Evan Hansen, uh, Evan Hansen was not trying to do it for personal gain. He just kind of went with it. But here, Will Smith fish, Oscar is his name. Yes, Oscar. God, that's the he's doing slayer. it purely <laughs> for fame slayer. and money and greed. And he's a bad person. It's and there's no re- and then. You, and then at the end, then another way it's similar to Dear Evan Hansen. Well, no, this is how it differs. Is Dear Evan Hansen, there's consequences. And Evan doesn't get, he has to deal with those consequences for the rest of his life, even though it didn't have malicious intent. The theme was, the message was basically like, we make mistakes, but and we have to live with those mistakes, but we can all learn to kind of cope with that. Yep. And then there's then, and Shark then, Tale. Short Welcome to Oscar and Sykes Car Wash. That was just 
He, why why does Oscar get to be management? What has he done that makes him worthy? He doesn't of earn anything. They act as if he earned like oh he's so sorry or whatever, and he comes. If anything, they teach him. They teach. They're teaching kids because you know it's a kids movie. Kids movie. The moral is lying. You'll succeed in life. Exactly. It's a horrible, like, horrible if you message. Lie, you'll become manager. Like thanks, thanks for teaching my kids that. Personally, easy way to get a promotion, folks. Just. Lie to your entire And again, society. it's the you lied to me trope, which I cannot stand in almost anything. There are only very few that did it right, including Dear Evan Hansen. That was good. But that, that was good music. Very, very good. I but up there with the greats like Hamilton, I'd oh say. Oh my god, Ham- For me, my top threes are definitely, it's like Dear Evan Hansen, Hamilton, and then Hades Town. Oh, Hades Town! Oh my okay, god. Town we're gonna have Hades to Town do, might be my We're favorite. gonna have to do a spin-off about musicals or something. Oh yeah, and you can't forget Be More Chill. Oh my god, Be More Chill is so funny. The fact that, like, some of those songs, like, the, what's the bathroom one called? Like, Michael in the, the bathroom, bathroom at a party. Michael, yeah. <laughs> that great. song is just iconic for me. So good. It's, it's, great episode about it's so emotional. Anyways, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we gotta get off of the musical pop. Yeah. We don't, all all I'm gonna we're say getting sidetracked is, here. I, I'm not a huge fan of Hamilton. If you disagree with me, tell a friend about the show so they can also yell at me. Haha, <laughs> we like. I'm exploiting my own bad opinions. I mean, don't we all, though? Don't we all? Yeah, I'm, I'm just like Oscar. I'm, expl- I'm exploiting everybody else for my own personal gain. <laughs> now listen to the show. Sam, the new Oscar. That's the message, guys. That's the message of the podcast. Exploit Sam's people for personal slayer. gain. And greed will get you to the top, and you'll be. And, and it's at the end. As long as you say you're sorry, it'll all be fine and dandy. And that's the message okay of the podcast. If you're a jellyfish. Yeah, we'll that's that. okay. If you're a jellyfish. As long as you're a jellyfish. And racism is also okay if you're a fish. A yellow. If you're middle management. <laughs> if you're middle management. <laughs> yes. Oh god. Okay, I do have one last point to make, and then I think we're pretty much done talking about Shark Tale. God. But. Just the lack of logic in this movie. Let let me let me explain. Logic. So my first question to you, and I give these questions to you for anybody who hears this to answer, whether it's in, a, in an email, which we'll eventually set up as soon as we publish episodes, or either of you. Why does Sykes work for the mafia? Well, because Sykes is a fish. Why <laughs> sharks are a bigger fish? Here's and, my know, next. Natu- hey, 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 hey. let me finish. Okay. I got reasoning here. I got reasoning here. Sam. Right, the food here. chain. The food chain. Exactly. Just that sharks one entire pun. Food chain. If you don't listen to the sharks, you're 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 fucked. Like that's all you. It's the really literal food chain. Like, but why aren't dolphins on the food chain? And why I gotta say that was the little, sharks. Hey, dolphins are in the food chain. Do not remember. Um, what's his face? What? D- D- Denny? Dolly? Lenny. 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 Yeah. Yeah. See, look. look. But he, they're, they're not even on the food chain. And dolphins kill sharks. They do? Yeah. That's... Remember all the sharks were scared of Lenny because they thought he was a dolphin near they the They thought he was higher dolphin muscle. And the dolphins aren't even on that food chain. Now, here's my next question for you. Why? Just out of all the things, why is Angie so infatuated with Oscar at the beginning of this movie. That's what I said. We have no backstory on that. It's so stupid. Exactly. It's just for no... Yeah. Like, right off the bat, she's like, I love asshole. you! And then it's like, well, do we get why? Do we get, like, is there any reason for this? Why does she like him? And so then she ends up him. hating him, which is warranted yeah. near the... And then exactly. yeah, for some reason, she goes back to loving him. Why? And, like, out of the blue. She could have said he's sorry? This brings me to my next question. Why does Oscar suddenly decide that he loves her? Oh my god, that makes no sense to me. When that popped up, and he's like, I'm gonna marry her, I'm gonna dump Lola and marry her, I went like, but why? Exactly. Is there any reason? No, there's no reason! He's been referring to her as his best friend for the whole movie, and then he just decides that he loves her because she's not a horrible person like he is. Now, my next question. After becoming the Shark Slayer... Why does Oscar immediately <laughs> get marketing deals with Coca-Cola and Gap? I didn't even catch the Gap one. I saw the Coca-Cola one, though. I no, it was Gap, remember? Or it was Cola. Or was it Coral Cola? It's, it was okay, Coral well, Cola. Still, and these instead are of... major corporations. And I oh, guess, yeah, no, buzz. they'd want to cash in. But this is like a day after. He gets rich in 24 hours. Yeah, get rich quick schemes. 
It's his thing. It doesn't make how how <laughs> does Oscar thing. make enough money to live in a penthouse? And also, why doesn't somebody else live in that penthouse already? It's just a penthouse sitting there, just vacant. Yep. Okay. But how does Oscar make that much money that quickly? There is no way that marketing deals would have been that quick. There is so I much. Mean, he's got Sykes. Sykes so is much a different red breed. Ayo, Sykes yeah, no, got he's, me. He's the he. Yeah, no, he owns a car wash. He's so important. Exactly. Wow. Sykes. Sykes. Mad respect for Sykes right there. Like yeah. marketing manager at his fine. Yeah. And, you, and that like crab guy. You got a dilemma. Oh, of course. Obviously, you're well, in a no, pickle. He hit up Sykes. No, no, that's not true. He admitted to not being the financial advisor at the end. Remember. Uh. You're right. Darn. Oh, that back. was a lie, too. Alright. <laughs> Why the heck does Oscar not understand the value of hard work if his dad worked also worked for this car wash and if he knows these kids who basically live on the street, he tells them to go to school and stuff. Why doesn't he understand the value of hard work yet? He's spitting on... Basically, this whole movie is just... Oscar spitting on his dad's grave and then saying his sorry and then everybody cheering him on. Yeah, yeah here's the next thing. Yeah. Why does everybody immediately forgive Oscar? For real. Like, he just lied to you guys. So cheap. And just made everything, like, super bad for you guys. And then, like, oh my god, he fixed it. But it wasn't even really him that fixed it. No. Because the thing about the line trope is you they basically wrote themselves <clears throat> into a corner and they were basically like, oh no, now everybody hates our character. How can we redeem him? I know. He'll tell the truth. He'll tell the truth at the end. And now, he'll say, he's sorry. Yes. But this brings me to my final and perhaps biggest question. Why in any world, including this crazy underwater, incredibly dark kids joke world, would the sharks, the mafia, agree to just leave them alone forever? Don Lino, the main mob boss shark, voiced by none other than I'm blanking on the name. I got you, Sam. I got you. I'll pull Pulling out my out spreadsheet. Notes. I'll pull out my spreadsheet for okay. you. Here he goes. All right. Voiced by second <laughs> one on the list. Okay, Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro. That's right. Don Lino. He says that he's been running the reef, meaning that he has been a mob boss longer than Oscar has been alive. Why would he agree? To just let that stop happening because he was reunited with his son who ran away. He's just gonna stop being a the mob one, boss. The one good thing He's I just say gonna quit that, his entire like... life. What, because he Oscar apologized? Exactly. Oh. It doesn't it doesn't make any it's sense. A, it's good so unearned. How is this character He's so bad. Okay, Why did they make this movie? I got something good to say. They about made it in 2004. Quick. Oh, this will be rich. And no, it's actually something that you probably will agree with, Gavin. I mean, for go me, ahead. Personally, go Lenny, ahead. I feel like his entire entire plot was like kind of like a coming of age story. Like for me personally, <laughs> I really relate story. to that. Cause he like, already had a job though. He up. was already an adult. Shut up. <laughs> anyway, that's not the point. I mean, coming out of the closet, okay, Sam? Because I mean, that's personally, totally different. that was basically the coming of age is, ch is a child growing up. I hate that. That was Lenny's personally. whole exactly. thing is coming out of the closet. It's basically just a big gay reference. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's like, another reason. This is story was that, and, and I was like, this is kind of this is kind of funny, but at the same time, like, why? Why are we? It's a kids movie, and we're gonna be like, oh yes, he's coming out of the closet. They put so much into this movie, and they fail at all of it like, and then this actually leads to my favorite moment in the movie when Lenny finally works up the courage to tell somebody else that he's vegetarian he comes out of the shark closet and Oscar's just kind of like that's it that's, yeah, that's it a big thing for a shark you don't just become vegetarian like you eat Everybody, meat his whole thing because was because otherwise you'll die yeah and somehow Lenny has not died yet as I previously stated yeah a 400 pound not be alive. can't live off of it's like how some celebrity like went vegan and also forced her pet fox to go vegan and the pe and the fox almost died it got taken away which celebrity was that I don't know I don't care probably a Jenner moving on <laughs> 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 Way to yeah, throw that shade, but also hey, not to be on. political. But this person with no following is gonna is gonna say stuff about the Jenners. Come at me, Kylie. Do get canceled? <laughs> Come down I'll to our school. You. It's only the second episode. We're already you. getting canceled. <laughs> I will Kylie fight Jenner every Jenner at the same Spotify. time. Spotify is just like, I'm sorry, guys. We're gonna have to take down your podcast. No. Kylie Jenner called. <laughs> she heard it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well. Sorry, folks. Last episode. Hope you had fun. <laughs>
We got a good run, guys. All two episodes of it. This goes back to my question. Also, real quick, why the heck are there multiple different species of shark all living in this exact same area in the exact same part of the ocean? Because they're all friends. They're all supposed to be like sharks. Are Where in the ocean is this? It's, that's another Just thing. the ocean? Which area is Is this like the, the twilight zone? Come on, is this the, the Where is this? Where physically is this? There is a clear day-night cycle in this part of the ocean, but it's not deep enough for a lot of, like, jellyfish. Why are there jellyfish this high up in the ocean? And why are they all at, like, the bottom of this reef? It doesn't make sense. They don't pay attention to continuity. The world building here is so inconsistent and listen, bad. Rob Letterman needs to listen to an ecologist next time he makes a movie. Shoot, Rob Letterman just needs to know anything. Like, I'm pretty Rob sure my Letterman's guy's like a five. Scapegoat, guys. Like, he's a, he like, this, Rob this Letterman man's a just... five-year-old. With the way he writes his movies and the way he directs this crap, I'm like, I can do better, like, on any day of the week than this man. Honestly, like, though, I know nothing about directing, and I'm pretty sure I could do better. Honestly, though, yeah. you would you would not be writing a kid's movie. So gotta oh, give him, gotta give our, movie. gotta give this scapegoat that we'll probably be saying is horrible for every movie, whether or not he wrote it <laughs> in the future. Uh, sorry, sorry about this, Rob Letterman, but um, your dog. Okay, there it is, folks. I didn't want to be the one to say it, so I'll sorry, say it. Sorry, dog. Just a little PSA. If you, if you ever hear this, which is unlikely. Please. Stop making movies, my guy. Please. Get out of here. Sayonara! Like, Hollywood does not... You don't belong there. Go back to elementary school. Like, ugh. Damn, the Rob Letterman roasts keep on coming. <laughs> it's not even good He's spitting. We're just yelling at him. I mean... We're just bullying Rob Letterman it. at this point. You can't yeah. make, like, four bad movies and expect everybody to be like, oh, yeah, you're still a good director, hey, my guy. Three bad movies and one fun movie. One's debatably bad or good. Um, yeah, I we'll, we'll make an episode, movie. I guess. I, I Are you referring that. to Detective Pikachu? I, I am indeed. I'm sorry, Gavin. I know uh, you love that movie. I think it's a fun movie, personally. I'm We're going to have a talk it's on... Fun, but it's one of two fun video game movies, the other one being Sonic. Yeah, Don't fight me. Here's the thing. Like, I'll, as I a Pokemon nerd, like, the storyline... Is so messed up, and I just hate the way like it presents it as a whole. And there's so many loopholes and like holes that are just the plot holes are just massive. But it makes well, you feel, you know, it, it has plot holes. Mad. It's a, it's a bit messy, but at the end of the day, you know, it, it, it has a, a good message. It makes you feel, and it it has well, good themes. I it's, suppose it's definitely as, better than Shark Tale. That's for sure. For yeah. sure. And yes. now, as somebody who played ten minutes of Let's Go Pikachu and got bored, I'm just gonna tell you right now. I really liked it. I liked the Pokemon. I'm pretty sure there was a Diglett in it. And if there's a Diglett in it, I like... There was a Diglett. Yay, I like this movie. As somebody who's played, like, basically every single Pokemon game, and, like, is fascinated with the idea of Pokemons, and, like, has a collection of cards, I know I'm a nerd, I'm sad, leave me (laughs) alone. But anyway, like... It just doesn't represent the Pokemon world as a whole. I mean, number one, we don't even get a region for it. And I'm not even going to go to any of the other details, because, like, this isn't me dissing on Pokemon or Detective Pikachu. This is me dissing on Shark Tale. Yeah. Well, all I'm going to say, though, I don't care about the regions. I don't care about stuff. I All I care about is if I see a little brown lump with a red nose, that being Diglett, it's just, like, this cute little lump. Diglett, Diglett can't have yellow hair now. I'm aware. It's glorious. It is. It is very glorious. Anyway, Beautiful. go Google go Google a little trio if you want to see Diglett's glorious hair. Uh, but this is not a Pokemon podcast, so it became one. The Pokemon I podcast. <laughs> this is this is now Directors Advocate, the movie, the podcast where we talk about musicals we like and Pokemon. Well, uh, this is probably close to an hour. The hour. Uh, tech person is not in the room, so instead, I got one more thing to say. Okay. If you're thinking about watching this movie, don't. Also, we still have to do our like star review, Sam. Oh, that's true. We do have to do stars. Okay. Now, because you're the guest, Connor, we'll start with you. How many stars would you give this movie out of ten? So IMDb gave it six out of ten. Rotten Tomatoes gave it a thirty-six percent. In IMDb score, I would say it's it's like a five out of ten. I mean. For some reason, they liked it. I personally was, like, very yeah. much meh on it. I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. But at the same time, I, I, I might go back and watch it again if I had a reason to. I don't. So I'm probably never going to watch it again. But if I had a reason to, I would go back and watch it, you know, just for fun. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes gave it 36%. If I'm rating it in percentile scale, scale it'd probably be, like, a 46. Hmm. 
That's definitely higher than I'd give it. So you're gonna give it what four and a half stars out of five? Yep. Whoa. Okay. Well, funnily enough, uh, I gave Suicide Squad four stars in the last episode, so I feel like I'm obligated. This is out of ten, though. This is out of ten, but I personally feel obligated to rate basically every movie I watch better than four stars now. So I am giving this movie four and a half stars for being marginally better than Suicide Squad. Just barely, though. Like, they're both really bad. I like the jellyfish, and I like Don Lino, and I don't like anything else about the movie. That same. Don Lino carried the entire movie. He was yeah, he did. He did. Respect. He's he's the he's the Diablo of Shark Tale. So respect. Yeah, Robert De Niro. As this for me, is gonna be a thing now. I think I gave if I if I'm recalling correctly, I'm pretty sure I gave on Letterbox I gave this movie half a star out of five stars, which is basically out of ten would be one out of ten. But since you know Connor brought up some okay points, I think I'm gonna bump up my score to two out of ten. Boys, we've changed hearts and minds today. We do. Yeah, I've been I've seen it. I see the world differently now. Good job, Connor, for actually putting the debate into this debate Way section. Way to go, Connor. I told you. the movie, I, I, When you told me I was going to be defending it, I was like, you know what? I wrote down some likes. I think I could do it. It's still a god-awful movie, but you know what? I'll try. Yep. He might have had a few stumbles, but he did a good job today. So give him a hand, folks. Let's go, Connor. Next week, uh, we're going to be doing oh, The Amazing. Spider-Man 2, yes. Electro Boogaloo. Heavy emphasis on the amazing. Which it, let, let's just tell. Let's just spoiler. Let's just spoil it right now. It's not amazing 10 out of at 10. all. Absolute ten out of ten. It's movie. very bad. I haven't seen horrible. it. Horrible. The dog shit Spider-Man <laughs> number two. Look, <laughs> disgusting. I want to get back on track though. I have just one last little little story to wrap this up. So settle in, folks. Uh, pull up a blanket and then get up as soon as the episode's over because it's going to be in a minute. But I do not have a way to watch this movie for free normally. We have not, we, my family, my, my livelihood, my household does not own this DVD. And I refuse to pay money to people for this movie. So I went to the library. By the way, go to your library. It's, it's a good place. I, I go to the library. And I have, I have never suffered such a great public humiliation <laughs> That is walking into the children's <laughs> section, picking up a copy of Shark Tale, and checking it out. I'm imagining this right now, and I'm like, like there's no Sam, greater humiliation. This super tall Sam walks into the child section with like the <laughs> out, like the the things. What are they called? Like the like the things that hold like the books. The bookshelves. The bookshelves. Yes, the bookshelves with the movies. Just this six foot giant towering over like these three foot bookshelves. And he's just leaning down to grab this god-awful movie. And then he pulls it back up with a smile on his face. He walks over to the checkout. He doesn't go to self-checkout. No, no, no. He goes to the librarian and he's like, I need to check this out. And the librarian just gives him this incredulous look where she's just like, but why though? <laughs> what is wrong with you? Are you mentally unstable? Like, come on. Sam. You know what? This narrative is better than real life, so I'm going with it. <laughs> That's, yeah, exactly that's, that's exactly what happened. Exactly what happened. Reality can be whatever I want. Uh, this is a podcast, so yeah. Hopefully, these insane rants of ours, you know, make boring days a little bit more tolerable. And I don't think any of us really have anything else to say. So thank you and good night. Bye. It's time to cut to the outro music. Bye. Jazz. Our outro music is jazz. Our outro music is jazz. You can listen to it now. Bye. Keep that in.